1: For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.
3: Siren sounds. North
1: fans, the wait is over. Well done. Well
2: done, a little On SN, it's time for the Host Plus Cup Show. That's a plus. With Mark Braybrook. And a very good afternoon. Wednesday rolls around again. And how good is the Host Plus Cup in 2022? We've got three teams tied the top of the table on 14 points. The Bears, the Falcons and the Devils. The Capra's in fourth on 12. And the Tigers make up the top five. They're only three points off the lead. They're on 11. Uh, It is such a good competition and so many uh, great games to be played this weekend as well in the Host Plus Cup. But uh, before we get to that and on the show today, we're going to speak to Ben King, the new coach there, uh, co-coach at Norths. Uh, we're also going to catch up with Scott Murray, the coach of the Redcliffe Dolphins. They had a great win on the weekend as well. And Nathan Cross, who is a commentator here, has joined us regularly on SEN, but also assistant coach of Tweed Seagulls, who had another good win, but they are battling to get back to Piggabeen. The poor old Tweed Seagulls, the weather is not doing them any favours. But I wonder what the weather is like in North Queensland, because you may remember last week on the program, Dave Maiden, who we speak to at the top of the show each week, was on his jaunt, his trip around the state for Country Week to make sure all the locations are. I wonder where we find him on this Wednesday afternoon. G'day, Dave. How are you? Good
1: afternoon, Mark. How's our, how are our listeners today?
2: Uh, well, mate, there's no rain, so that's a positive uh, in southeast Queensland. Now, where are you? Well, I'm
1: in a terrible place called Serena Beach at the moment, so I've just gone for a walk along, wander along the, uh, the headlands out here, and it's absolutely magic. So we caught up with... Uh, the Serena Crocodiles crew last night to go over their facilities. An outstanding setup uh, in, for a community league setup. So, really good feel, good lighting, good, good dressing rooms. And, and some of our Host Plus Cup clubs would be envious of the size of their dressing rooms. You could nearly play a game inside those. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's, it's it's a good term. We've just started our, our Country Week venue tours and we're off to air today and then Thursday Island on Thursday.
2: Now, I know you mentioned last week you're really looking forward to getting to Thursday Island, aren't you?
1: Yeah, look, it's a uh, it's a it's a great place. It's the the people of magic. It's it's an incredible time. I, I'm going to catch up with a family of Francis Mosby, who, um, you know, they, this countrywide game is going to commemorate his life. So, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to getting up there and catching up with some old friends and some some people that are uh, that are very special to the rugby league community.
2: So far on your travels, uh, everything okay? You mentioned Serena there, how good everything is, but um, are you comfortable and happy with the way Country Week is looking? Because it'll be here before you know it, mate, even though it's about six or eight weeks away or maybe seven weeks away, it'll be here before you know it.
1: Yeah, that's right. You know, we, we do the visits to the venues and, and answer any questions they may have and alleviate any concerns that they may have. It's just another game of footy, and uh, we try and make sure that our players and our coaches and our staff and our teams are all accessible and open and. And transparent, and, and open their doors to everyone out there. So, um, it's it's a great concept. Where we're, we're, we're tra- travelling all over Queensland in the next couple of weeks, and I, I really enjoy it as part of a great part of my job.
2: Now, this weekend's a special weekend as well because it's Respect Round.
1: Yeah, that's right. Uh, so this weekend, in the Host Plus and the Host Plus Cup and the BMW pre- Premiership, they'll take part in the Respect Round, which is a. Focus on, on respectful behaviours and the importance of positive behaviour on and off the field towards participants, officials and our spectators. So, you know, it's, it's part of the Domestic and Family Violence Prevention Month, which is May in Queensland, and, and it's got a tagline, all of us together. So it reminds people that everyone can do something to help achieve a violence-free Queensland. So we're very happy to support it. It's a great initiative, um, and, and uh, it's just about making awareness and, and making sure we're all aware and making sure that we all do something.
2: Now, a couple of weeks ago, we spoke about uh, the men's state of origin and their fan day um, later in the year. But this morning, a press release has come out from the QRL about the women's team. And their fan day this year will be um, at Carrawa on Saturday, June 18. It'll include a junior clinic on the beach, free activities and giveaways, as well as the opportunity for supporters to grab an autograph from their favourite players as the Maroons pair for that uh, excuse me, prepare for that clash against New South Wales. So that uh, that's great for the girls. They'll be able to mingle with the fans and support the fans at Currawool Beach on Saturday, June 18. So, David, that's been announced today, that um, our female State of Origin side will be uh, having their own fan day on the Gold Coast on June 18.
1: Yeah, that's right. These are really well-received. You know, this is their role models for our next uh, up-and-coming female athletes and female players coming through, and, and the, the girls do a great job with our female Players do a great job in in terms of making themselves accessible and and encouraging uh, the the next generation. So they're they're great fun. Uh, They're really enjoyable. And that that clinic down on the beach will be an awesome concept on the day.
2: Yeah, now looking at the results from round eight, some of those, I'm really happy for the Hunters. They've had a tough time, but, geez, they put it through Townsville in Townsville last Friday night. I did not see that coming, 42 points to 20, uh, arguably. I'm going to say it's the upset of the round.
1: Oh, look, that was a, that was a great win up there. Townsville and Flying High, I think they were in five wins in a row, you know, so they were, they were cruising along at, at a great rate of knots. Uh, the PNG Hunters, we did say at the beginning of the year that, that we didn't expect to see the best of them until the back end of the season once they're, you know, 15 new participants who've come out of the Digicel Cup get used to the speed and collisions of, of the Host Plus Cup, so you know that's that's coming coming around they also welcome back Lautaro Puara who's a very experienced nine uh, the hooker for them he's been involved pretty much since inception of the PNG Hunters and and he's a very experienced uh, spine to have a, and a leader and a great calming influence on the group and and, and I think you saw that the week before when he uh, returned against Norse and then certainly against Townsville he was uh, he was really good so You know, good to see the hunters going really well and and everyone else is performing, you know, really well as well.
2: Yeah, seagulls 28 over the Pride, nil. Uh, Poor seagulls, as I mentioned, at the top of the show. They can't get to Pigabine, and I spoke with Nathan Cross yesterday uh, to team up to come on the show today. Um, They can't get there to train at the moment. Uh, They're in a bit of limbo, but they're used to it. The seagulls, it didn't affect them. with a 28-nil win over the Pride... I'm a little bit concerned about the Pride, David. They're not performing as well as uh, you would expect them to be. Uh, that's been kept to nil. No one likes that.
1: No, that's right. And there's some concerns about that uh, on the weekend, no doubt. The Northern Pride themselves are concerned about that. But uh, the conditions were more more conducive to seagulls. Uh, it was a very wet match, that one, mm. um, in, in very tough conditions. And, and the, the Tweed handled that really well. And the Pride, uh, pride not so well. So you know, there's, I'm sure that there's some concerns about that from Northern Pride and they're working towards making sure that they get a uh, better result next week.
2: Winham 56 over the Jets 4 at Cougar Eye also on Saturday and I had a chat with Michael Crutcher from Norths uh, yesterday. The Devils 17, the Capras 12 and he was saying that it was another really tough game for the Devils, which they got over the Capras at the end. The Capras are here to stay, mate. They're, they're performing really well. They were terrific against the Pride the week before, and they pushed the defending premiers right to the end. Um, and Norse, as Crutch says, every team's out to get them as the defending premier.
1: Yeah, look, this this is a good game of footy, you know, in tough conditions, and 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 both sides are playing really good footy. Um, it was a, it was a quality advertisement of the product that, that's available out there, and and they really ripped into one another, you know, at times. So so both teams didn't want to give an inch, and um, you know, it saw that in the, the tight result.
2: The Dolphins, uh, back to winning ways. And as I said, we'll speak with Scott Murray on the program today. 32 to nil over the Magpies, uh, which I was surprised at. South Logan have been in pretty good form, but uh, another team held to nil. And Burley sit on top of the table, mate, 28 to 8. Rick Stone just has that team just uh, rolling along, uh, as he always does with little fanfare.
1: Yeah, look, they uh, they had a massive turnover of senior players at the back end of last year, but they still Wicks still manages to, to get a cohesive unit happening, and they they progressed really well, and they got some young good young kids coming through the ranks. So uh, you know that's that's a that's a big effort from Burley and they they performed really well on the weekend.
3: So. Yeah. You know,
1: it was tough conditions for every every game we saw and, and the credit to everyone involved to make sure that we got through the weekend.
2: Yeah, that was a busy park in the last game. The TV game on Sunday uh, was the Sunshine Coast Falcons 22, the Brisbane Tigers 14. It is such a... Such an even competition so far this year. We've had eight rounds. We're into round number nine. And as I mentioned, Dave, at the top of the program, we've got three teams there on 14. The Capra's in fourth on 12, just a win behind. Um, And then the Tigers have only lost two. That was their second loss of the season. They're at five. Uh, Winnerman and the Blackhawks are there on 10. So there's your top seven teams with only four points between them.
1: Yeah, look, it's tough. It's tough at the top there, and, and uh, you know there's going to be plenty of battles for spots around there. It's just exactly the same in the the B and Premiership. We're coming down to the the last round this weekend, and, and we still don't have our finalists confirmed. The only one that is confirmed is is uh, the Cappers. Uh, they're on sitting on top of the table, and they'll host a they'll host a semi final due to to that situation. But we don't know where the remaining four or the remaining three spots are. And this week's results on Saturday will determine that, who hosts or who gets the right to host and, and where we can actually uh, televise those matches.
2: Yeah, the Capras lead on 12. And then we've got the Bears and the Gold Stars on eight, win on six. And those teams outside the four at the moment, the Tigers, the Panthers and the Magpies, they're on four. So they're a chance potentially, um, depending on four and against and how the Seagulls go. And Tweed down the bottom of the table on two. So yeah, a really tight finish to the BMD Premiership, which is the the women's Premiership. Um, so another big weekend, mate. I better let you go. I know you're, you're busy on your trip around the state. I'm glad you've enjoyed Serena, Cairns. You've got to Thursday on. You're getting to an air. I think you mentioned. So, mate, enjoy it. And uh, will you be back in Brizzy next week when we chat?
1: I'll be probably on my road to on the road to Monto and Springshore oh. next week. But I'm sure we'll chat somewhere. We'll get reception somewhere.
2: Good on you, mate. Have a good week. Thanks, Mark. There he is, is Dave Maiden, uh, competitions manager from the QRL, uh, just travelling around the state. Country week is not far away, just to make sure that everything is okay and reassure those clubs that, hey, this is an opportunity for you. We're not going to put too much pressure on you. We know you can do the job, and uh, just to give them some reassurance. And uh, we will take a break here on the Host Plus Cup Show, an industry super fund for all Australians. On the other side of the break, we might catch up with the Redcliffe Dolphins coach, Scott Murray. We're back. It's the Host Plus Cup Show on SEN. Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. Mike Raybrook on this Wednesday afternoon. Terrific round of footy coming up. And there was a good one last weekend in the Host Plus Cup. And we've been mentioning for a number of weeks now on the program, uh, just waiting for the Redcliffe Dolphins to fire. Well, they did on the weekend with the thumping win over South Slogan. Is that the turning point? Is that the corner turn for the Dolphins, their cage Scott Murray, I'm sure, hope so. And for the first time this year on the Host Plus Cup Show, he joins me. Scott, thanks very much for your time, mate. Yeah, no worries,
0: Mark. Thanks for having
2: me. Congratulations on the win. Uh, I'm sure you are hoping that that is the start of uh, the climb for the Dolphins.
0: Yeah, we've uh, we've had a bit of an inconsistent start and obviously would have would have liked to have started the season a little bit better than we, than we have. But, um, you know, most of our games we've shown showing good signs for, for periods of the game, and then sort of let our, put ourselves down um, at other times. So we just haven't been able to put um, a good um, a good game together, too uh, too hard that we we would expect from ourselves. But um, but certainly against South on, on Saturday night, there in wet conditions up at, um, at our home ground, um, it was a really pleasing performance. Um, we we're able to really dominate physically, which was always going to be a big big challenge for us.
2: Did you always feel it was there Scott that it was going to come eventually and and that's what happened on Saturday?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's uh we've sort of we've struggled a little bit for some combinations in important uh positions this year. Um our captain Cameron Cullens uh been out for for the year and and he may be out for the full season, so we've just um yeah, we've just struggled with uh with, with those combinations around 6 and 7. Uh, primarily, we we've got a young a young fella there, Cody Hunter, who's come in and he played his second game uh, of cup on the weekend, and and we we went and got Bryce Donovan, who was a former player of ours, a premiership player back in two thousand and eighteen from from North Devils. Um, so yeah, if you sort of said at the start of the year that we're going to go with uh, with Bryce Donovan, Cody Hunter, you'd probably say, well, maybe not, but but anyway, um, they they're getting. Getting better, and there were some really good signs on Saturday.
2: And what about you as a coach? Are you finding your feet now? Well, what are we eight weeks into the competition?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, just uh, yeah, probably that's more or less. You know, getting the plays in the right positions and mm. and and who we think is going to do do the best job for us. But um, yeah, I guess there's there's different challenges that go with being head coach of uh, of the cup team, which I'm which I'm really enjoying. It's um, it's a great opportunity, and you know I'm, I'm looking forward to the, to the season ahead. I've got got good people around me that are helping helping out with uh, with, with the coaches and coaches and different areas. But um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's something I'm really enjoying. I really
2: enjoy. would imagine there's a bit of a buzz on the peninsula with the Dolphins coming in in 2017, uh, 20 uh, 2023 as the 17th team. Uh, has that filtered down to your host plus Cup side? The fact that. Uh, in reality, uh, it really is a different club now. It's it's an NRL club, even though that this side this year is playing in the Q Cup. You'll have uh, you know a bigger club next year, and and it, in some respects, maybe a, a little bit more responsibility and a little bit more profile.
0: Uh, yeah, well, I guess everybody's looking at uh, at the Redcliffe Dolphins and and seeing uh, you know seeing how the, the Hazards Cup team is going with uh, with an eye towards next year and. And obviously, that, that, that NRL Dolphins is bubbling along in the background with, uh, with their recruitment and, and what they're doing there. So, um, yeah, this is the last year of, of sort of the Redcliffe Dolphins being their own um, entity with, mm. uh, with the Host Plus Cup. Next year will be, obviously, the feeder club for the NRL Dolphins, which is exciting in itself. But Redcliffe, in general, is a really rubby league, now it's a rubby league area. They, they love their footy. Uh, so, in regards to that, yeah, it's uh, certainly very exciting.
2: I know it's a cliché but 32 nil last week um the nil did that please you more than the 32 or is it 50-50?
0: Um yeah I probably did but, um we, we sort of struggled start of the season we struggled with our offense in attack and then and then we went through periods of the game where the, our defense wasn't great so to put it all together it was uh it was very pleasing so um in you know in really wet conditions up there too it was it was important that we we still were able to play some football uh, that, uh, that that we executed really well uh, with uh, you know with uh, in wet conditions. So that, that was really pleasing that we were able to execute our skill in that. Uh, but obviously to keep a pretty good team in South, you know they've 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 got uh, some real attacking weapons there that have played a fair bit of NRL. To keep them to zero was was uh, was really good.
2: Yeah, they've got some quality players there, and they're on a bit of a roll too. I had Steve Bretherton on the show last week, so um, only you know good things to be able to keep a side like that uh, to nil. What do you see as the strength of your side? Is there an area that you know when you're playing well, you do certain things well? Yeah,
0: I, I think that um, you know when we're sort of playing to, you know, with our, our strong tackle forwards in the middle um, and... And combining well there, I think that we're there's some good signs. We've got a really good pack of forwards you know, with, uh, with a fair bit of experience. Lewis is a great leader for us. Um, Lachlan Tim has played a lot of um, New South Wales Cup and certainly Queensland Cup as well. We've got Nathan Watts who's finding his feet after an injury at the start of the season. He's, he's coming along well for us. So when those guys are combining through the middle with the football and, and obviously defending really well, um, I think uh, we're a pretty, pretty tough team to handle.
2: One thing you know about this weekend when you head down to the Gold Coast and take on the PNG Hunters is it's going to be a f- very physical game and they'll be on a on a high after upsetting the Blackhawks in Townsville last Friday night.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, watched a bit of vision from that. And, uh, you know, they'll, they'll, they certainly would have got a lot of confidence in the way they performed there on Friday night up there at Townsville, which is not an easy task. And, uh, yeah, they're always always tough. Um, doesn't matter where they are in the competition. You're right. You're, it's always going to be a physical game. They're they're based down there at the Gold Coast. It's uh, at Runaway Bay there, so they're living and breathing football. It's uh, it's, it's almost 24/7 for them. So, um, and it's a really important part of their life and mm. and, uh, and and their culture. So, um, yeah, it's it's going to be a going to be a really big challenge for us again.
2: The competition table is very even. We discussed this earlier with Dave Maiden, and uh, the fact that three teams on top there on fourteen, and not much separating really the top six, and that win on the weekend keeps you in touch, no doubt. Um, is the competition as even as the ladder would suggest?
0: Uh, yeah, I think it is. It, like, you know, obviously we're hopeful that we can we can string some wins together, and I think that that's that's what it takes. So, you know, if you if you get a little bit of confidence out of some wins and um, we'd like to think that, uh, you know, from, from our perspective is that, that we're, we're going to keep improving and you'd think that most teams do. Um, yeah, so it's, you know, obviously there's, there's some strong teams at the top there, the, the usual suspects and, um, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to getting ourselves up there for
3: sure.
2: We're in that stage of the year too, aren't we, Scott? Where you know the the teams have played. What well, I think you've all played seven games. There was the Easter break, the bye weekend, which would split up a, a couple of games. Whereby maybe lo- lacked. You're talking about consistency earlier. Maybe lost a little bit of that consistency, that continuity. But we're starting to get into the teeth of the season, aren't we? Where where teams will start getting that roll on, as you were just hoping that the the Dolphins may be able to do.
0: Yeah, you're exactly right, and that that's that's sort of been an issue that. We, uh, um, you just can't sort of string some uh, consecutive games together. I know that we certainly going into the season when we had the big wet, there, we were able only able to manage 40 minutes of football, as you know, in the lead up to round one. Uh, so we're always sort of going to be a little bit behind physically with uh, with that. But yeah, I, I think that what the what everyone's going to enjoy is perhaps getting into some routine and uh, and some consistency of football and. You know, we're, we're quite fortunate we've got an affiliation with the Warriors and uh, and get some of their players back. And I know that, that they'd certainly like some consistency. Like they've, they've got a 24 players and, um, and sometimes they're missing football as well. So, um, yeah, it, it all goes together. I think that everyone will benefit from playing more footy.
2: And when do you find out each week which Warriors you get back?
0: Uh, that varies. Um you know, so sometimes you know, I'll have a pretty fair indication, probably about uh, about Wednesday, um, and that can certainly change right up to to a game day, depending on on uh, on fitness of the Warriors and, and and where they're at with their squad and, and some changes. But um, yeah, and also the challenge logistically it depends on how it matches up with your own game and the NRL mm. game. Like they're down in Sydney to play at three o'clock, exactly the same time as us um, on uh, on Saturday. So. That affects them in regards to how many players they can they can send back as well. Uh, so there's challenges from both ends, and, and you know, I know the players would like to, like to get a game.
2: Yep, uh, but sometimes
0: it just doesn't work out.
2: Yeah, uh, Todd Payton was talking about that last week in one of his press conferences about getting those fringe players the opportunity to play in the Host Plus Cup because of the, the gaps they had and, and getting enough football into those players that are at that NRL level, but not necessarily in the NRL side. Mate, really appreciate your time. Great to have you on the, on the program and no doubt we'll speak throughout the year and, and good luck this week against the Hunters.
0: Yeah, thanks very much. Thanks very much.
2: There he is, Scott Murray, the coach of the Redcliffe Dolphins, who are taking on the Hunters this weekend in what should be a cracking game. We'll take a break here on the Host Plus Cup show. We'll chat with Nathan Cross, SEN commentator, a colleague of mine who also is the assistant coach at the Tweed Seagulls, to find out how they they are coping with the big wet. They had a big win on the weekend, holding a team to nil as well, but they can't get back to their beloved picker beam, which I think is driving them a little bit mad. But uh, we'll speak with Nathan after the break right here on the Host Plus Cup Show. Thanks very much for your company, and it is all thanks to Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians. We're back. It's the Host Plus Cup Show on SEN. Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians. Well, you've got to feel a little bit sorry for the Tweed Seagulls. If there's one club that's been affected by the rain in southeast Queensland, not only this rain we've had the last week but also the rain earlier in the year and the COVID restrictions last year being a New South Wales based club uh, with players getting across the border it's the Seagulls Uh, they're at Tugan again on the weekend but it doesn't seem to be affecting their performance on the field they had a good win on the weekend and they must just be a very close knit club Nathan Cross who of course you hear here on SEN calling the Host Plus Cup on occasions on the weekend is also the assistant coach at Tweed and he joins me now g'day mate how are you?
4: Afternoon, Mark. How are you, mate?
2: I'm well. Give us an update on Pigabean. When are you getting back to your base, your home ground?
4: Well, I know our general manager of footy, uh, Dave Panners, speaking with council again today. Look, the, the short answer is we don't know. It's um, it's very, very wet. We had a bit of a meeting there last night, and the boys did some weights, and we had a team meeting, and and mate, it's so wet. It's uh, yeah, there's no way we could play. Uh, if the game was in a few days, there'd be no way we could play, and with the more predicted rain at the back end of the week, it just seems to be prolonging things. So um, pretty frustrating, but of course, no excuses. We're just, they're the cards we're dealt, so we just got to get on with it.
2: So the issue is the playing surface not getting to the ground? Because at times it's been getting to the ground too, hasn't it?
4: Yeah, both actually. Oh, so the, the surface itself is bad, but there, there's a bit of a culvert that you drive down and up through to get into the car park, and it's kind of underwater at the moment. and. Yeah, there's, there's some issues there with council with some blockages and, and getting council to do anything in most councils was never too easy. So, um, yeah, we're just trying to expedite um, some repairs there so we can get back to business.
2: You're lucky you've got a great, great relationship with uh, clubs on the coast. You've played at Bicross Oval and, and Tugan look after you really well. Is that where you're training?
4: Yeah, training at Tugan. But, again, uh, Tugan don't have any lights.
2: Right, they <laughs> so okay.
4: So we're having to start early, but for our guys that live in at the northern end of the coast or, or what have you, they struggle to get there early enough to, to get some training in. So mate, we trained at Cabarita last week. We're looking at maybe training at Cujun tonight. So it, it's difficult. Uh, it's constantly moving, but again, we'll, we'll never use that as an excuse. We were probably confronted with similar things last year, if not worse, with, as you alluded to, border restrictions and, and so seven or eight blokes stuck over the border. So... Again, that's what we're dealing with, but um, mate, we'll just do our
2: best. Well, how then did you manage to beat the prior 28-0? That is not only the fact that you won, and I know all coaches are the same. You held the opposition to nil. As I alluded to in the introduction, it says something about uh, the closeness of the side and the mindset of your players, doesn't it?
4: Yeah, it's mate, we are a tight-knit group. We've had the same or similar sort of group now for a number of years, and um yeah, that really sort of carries us through some of these tough times that we deal with off the field. But, yeah, it was really our defence. And um, my fellow assistant coach, Clay Harris, he's, uh, he looks after the defence and, and he was extremely pleased with, with our D and our, our tackle efficiencies and, and our, our missed tackles were really low on the weekend. So, um, mate, he's got to take a lot of credit. And, uh, look, to be honest, the, the Pride probably didn't toss up a heap of goodies, um against us. And you and I both called the game a couple of weeks ago when they did play the Capras and and it was probably the same thing. But, you know, you can only defend what's in front of you and um, and I thought we did a really good job.
2: Yeah, look, um, excuse me. I was talking to Dave about that, Dave Maiden earlier about that. It's got to be a worry for the Pride, not getting any points. And look, let's be honest, when we called that game against the Capras at Rocky, they were very poor. So they mustn't have been any better against you guys.
4: No, they weren't. I was concerned watching that with you and calling that game. I didn't know whether to laugh or cry, you know, thinking they'd come next week and, and put it together, but they they didn't. And, um, yeah, they've they got some issues there with their attack. Um, yeah, again, it's not my job to sort of get into what, what's going on up there, but um, they might have a long year ahead of them if they can't sort of get, get back on track this week.
2: Yeah, speaking of teams that might be on the bounce back, uh, South Logan were also held to nil last week by Redcliffe. We spoke to Scott Murray earlier. That was a surprise. Not the fact that Redcliffe can win a game of football, but the fact that uh, they had such a big win over South Logan, who were going okay, um, that would worry you a little bit again, wouldn't it? Oh,
4: de- definitely. Uh, I didn't, would have preferred not to have seen that result. Look, I think that result's been coming for Redcliffe, uh, no doubt. But for South to be held to, to zero with guys like Branko Lee and Ezra Mann and, and Ethan Kye Ward and these fellas in that team, was surprising. So, um, yeah, we get them this week on a Saturday night at at Marston State High. Um, So, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a tough one. And, again, I would have preferred to see them play better on the weekend. But, um, yeah, we'll know what to expect.
2: Do we get a bit of a feel after eight rounds, everyone settling down, teams settling down, uh, every team has played seven games now, uh, where teams are sort of at, where they're finding their place on the ladder? And if that is the case it's a really even competition, isn't it?
4: Very even comp. And I, I think, like, the short answer is yes. But I also think then you have situations like with with the PNG Hunters last week that you're looking at them and going, well, they're down near the bottom. But then they, they travel to Townsville and, and, and no one would have expected them to have the sort of victory that they did up there on a Friday night. Townsville, very tough to beat at home there. So I think it, it's such an even competition. And, and no matter who you're playing each week, you're you do look at it with a bit of trepidation and knowing that you've got to play well to get the two points.
2: But then on the flip side of that, when you have a result, for example, like uh, South Logan had against Redcliffe or even Townsville had against the PNG Hunters, because the competition is so close and because it is such a difficult competition to stay up week after week... Is it a little bit easier then to to compartmentalise that and say, right, oh boys, we had a bad week, we did this wrong, uh, we need, you know, we can get straight back onto it this week.
4: Yeah, mate, you're absolutely right, and, and even and further that point, you think about if you do happen to string a couple of wins together, say two, three, four wins, then you're well and truly, you know, entrenched in that top eight. So, absolutely, and, and that's sort of our focus. And with the, the comp the way it's been the last couple of years, with Um, breaks, you know, split rounds, bye weekends. You know, you're generally playing two games, having a bye or two games in a split round. So it's important that you do string a couple of those wins together because then you lead into a break. Um, And if you're going into a break with a couple of losses, it's hard to sort of mentally come back from that. So, yeah, it's, um, it's really important for us. From a Tweed point of view, that that we get the two points on Saturday night.
2: Yeah, and looking at the latter two, it's very interesting to look at the for and against and see that, you know, there's not much difference between the for and against for most sides, averaging around the 170 plus four and around the 110-120 against, um, that even reflects the fact that everything is so close. The Devils have won four in a row uh, to move themselves into the top. We've got three teams on top, as we mentioned earlier, mate, the Bears, the Falcons and the Devils. um, And they're all just going about their business, aren't they? Uh, Everyone's after the Devils, of course, but they're all just going about their business.
4: Yeah, they are. And probably Burley's the one that's really not not surprised people because they're such a strong club, but given that the the forwards that they did lose last year, number of key and experienced forwards, I don't think people expected them to be sitting at the top of the ladder and mm. they're sort of quietly going about their business, aren't
2: they? They certainly are. Um, there's some really good games this weekend. Uh, I'm looking forward to your game against the Magpies Man- because I think they'll bounce back. But um, the game of the round in terms of, uh, you know, the battles, there's two of them in my mind. The Capras and the Bears, um, that's first versus fourth. That's in Emeralds. Uh, at- Mackindo Park, named after Alan McIndoe. And then Sunday, the TV game, the Devils and the Tigers. That's third against fifth. They're two cracking games. The game uh, you'll hear here on SEN is between the Pride and the Falcons. Last chance saloon for mine, for the Pride.
4: Absolutely. They've really got to get going this week. Tough pass against the Falcons, but the fact that they're sort of at home and uh, whatever, you know, that's a real opportunity for them to get some fans there, to string it together and, and just see where they're at.
2: Tough for the Capras. They faced uh, Norths last week and now the Bears this week. Uh, They're back at home. Uh, They're not Rocky, of course, but they're back at home in Emerald. This will tell us a bit, won't it? Backing up, you know, two weeks in a row against two of the best teams in the competition. We'll find out a bit about the Capras this weekend, I think.
4: Absolutely. And, obviously, they they really did push the Devils last week. I think uh, Vahatulu might have scored a try with about four or five minutes to go to steal the victory. But they have had a... I won't say a soft draw today because, you know, everyone's tough, but I think these next few weeks will really be telling for where the cappers are at.
2: And the Tigers will be after the Devils at Bashup Park on Sunday afternoon. That should be a a ripping clash between those two sides.
4: Absolutely. The Tigers, again, went down in a close one on the weekend to the fellow in the Melbourne Storm beta club in the Falcons, so... I'd expect a really close game again there, but i probably do lean slightly towards the Devils at
2: home. Yeah, I think Michael Cratchit told me yesterday the Devils. Ryan James made his debut for them last week uh, from the Broncos. He was the 10th Bronco to play for Norths this weekend, so they've been boosted by some quality players there. That should be a cracking game. I better let you go, mate. Uh, You've got to try and find which ground you're going to train at tonight, so I better let you go and uh, get the message. Good on you, mate. Thanks for your time. Good on you, mate. Nathan Cross there, part of the SEN commentary team for the Host Plus Cup and a member of the Tweed Seagulls coaching staff. We better take a break here on the Host Plus Cup show on this Wednesday afternoon. It's all thanks to Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians run only to benefit its members. Search Compare Host Plus today. We're back. It's the Host Plus Cup show on SEN. Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians. Mark Braybrook on this Wednesday afternoon. Thanks for your company. Another big weekend coming up in the Host Plus Cup, but we've also got a very special guest. He's now uh, the co-coach of the defending premiers, the North Devils. I speak of a former assistant coach, but now stepping into the main job after Rowan Smith headed to England. Ben King is joining me on the program. I thought we'd find out how that transition has been and what it's like going from an assistant coach to a co-head coach, particularly for a team. Uh, that is at the top of the table, and he joins me now. Ben, good afternoon. Welcome to the program. Mark, how are you, mate? Pleased I'm well. You. Uh, thank you for your time. You and Kevin, Kevin neighbor your co-coach, how has the transition been?
3: Very smooth, mate. Um, there's a very strong leadership group within the North Devils, led by Troy Reveling and the players. And um, Yeah, mate, it's been a very smooth tradition. Uh, transition, yeah.
2: How uh, the players have they missed a beat? Have they just you, have you picked up where you left off with with Rowan?
3: Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Yeah, yeah. Because, like I said, mate, I, um, the playing group is extremely experienced. Uh, there, there's fantastic leadership within the group. They drive a lot of the standards around the club, and and did prior to prior to Rowan's departure, and will continue to do that.
2: I suppose because it has been such a seamless transition, it also points to the fact that how organised everyone there here is at Norths uh, to be able to do what you have done at the start of a season to lose the head coach. You've lost a couple of players as well and don't seem to have missed a beat. That structure you have there at the club uh, must be very heartening for not only you as a coach but also for the players.
3: Yeah, 100%, mate. Um, Rowan's built uh, System over there that was based around a squad mentality, and we'll continue to do that. Uh, it's next man up's next man's up job, and um, everyone within the, the squad has a responsibility to contribute to the, the performance on the weekend.
2: It's been a tough couple of weeks. i want to say tough couple of weeks. You've been playing well, but uh, teams are coming to get you, aren't they? You? <laughs> As the defending premiers, you've uh, had some really close last minute wins, which says a lot about the mindset, I think, of the team, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, 100%. They're a very calm group. Um, I would say they're always pretty well in control of what uh, what they're trying to do on the field. Um, But yeah, teams are coming to get us, mate. But we're finding ways to win, and that's what good footy teams do.
2: Do you find that uh, on game day that uh, oppositions that you may have opposition sides you may have watched on film before the game uh, that they are lifting another level when they take on the Devils?
3: Well, I'd say so, yeah. And we're we're in a tough period at the moment. We're playing the uh, three of the top five sides. Uh, starting with the Capras last week, and then we've got East and the Falcons. So we know we're in a we're, we're in an area of the season where we're really going to get challenged there. Um, yeah, looking forward to it.
2: And it's an area of the season where you can finally get a little bit of continuity, isn't it? After the Easter week and then the buy round, they are able to get string a few games together, and I'm sure the players are looking forward to that.
3: Hundred percent. Yeah, it's been a little bit uh, stop-starters. We've had a couple of those buys, but the boys have handled themselves really well. We've been able to freshen them up, give them some time away and then bring them back and they're in good spirits.
2: Take us through your journey to get here as a coach.
3: Started uh, on the Gold Coast. Uh, Started coaching when I was 16, so 22 years ago uh, at the Mighty Chugan Seahawks down there at Boyd Street. And, uh, yeah, progressed through the, the junior ranks, I uh, found my way into uh, the Queensland Cup system at East Tigers in 2011 um, and then have gone on from East to the Falcons, back to East and now over to North.
2: Do you have a coaching philosophy or anything that uh, is very important for you as a coach?
3: It's all around the players, making sure they're happy. Um, that's, that's my greatest focus is making sure that they're they're ready to perform each week mentally and giving them everything they, they require, all the tools they require um, to perform at their best.
2: Do you, um, as a coach, have a particular style of play that you like to play? Is there a, Are you an attacking or a defensive coach or is that just not the way teams are coached anymore?
3: Oh, I think both have strong uh, contributions to the result. Um, we we have a very much a Devon philosophy there in and around points and, and scoring tries uh, we like to play an attacking brand of footy, that also contributes to assisting with the defence making uh, the opposition make more decisions and then that tires them out when they have the football as well.
2: Does coaching change as you come through the ranks depending on the age you're coaching?
3: 100%. Yeah, 100%. So it's gone from obviously from a lot of uh, dictator-type style 20-odd uh, years ago to now being a, a really inclusive environment where the leadership group drive a lot of the, the standards and it's a collective collective uh, team that puts it all together.
2: So is it more about management than you'd say, like man management and, and honing skills?
3: Yeah, 100%. Obviously, you've got to put your detail in and around that for the performance, but managing the players and making sure that they're um, in good spirits and contributing and getting the workload that they need done um, works out in the end.
2: So how does how does it work with you and Kevin? Do you each have a, a certain role on game day or at training where one does one thing and one does the other all the time? Or do you chop and change as who might speak to the players at certain times, particularly game day before, half-time or whatever it may be?
3: Yeah, we do. We have a... A structure there in place where one of us takes the lead each week, and the other one takes care of individual performances. Um, so that way, the players aren't getting multiple messages at pre-game, halftime, etc. So it's working really well so far.
2: Now you're also involved with one of the most famous teams on the Gold Coast, and the fame came because Cameron Smith, who hadn't decided whether he was going to play on. Ended up down kicking your football at Madura Redbacks, and all of a sudden he was going to be playing or coaching with them. So you're down there. Your son plays for them, and you're still coaching the under eights.
3: That's it, mate. Yeah, yeah. The Madura Bar under eights so are a good bunch of kids. Have a little bit of fun there, and yeah, really enjoy spending that time with my boy.
2: How do you um, How do you fit it in?
3: Oh, just make time, mate. Just make time. fit <laughs> family. You. you I, uh, I had a rule that I was never going to coach my son um, until he asked me why I wouldn't coach him and I coached everyone else. So it was hard to uh, knock back.
2: Yeah, hard to knock back. I remember coaching my young bloke when he was playing soccer as a little kid. I know nothing about soccer, but no one else would coach. And then halfway during a game, uh, under fives, under sixes, or whatever it was, I felt someone holding my hand during the game because you're allowed on the field in those days you know you'd have to referee the the kids looked around and there was my young bloke standing there beside me holding my hand during the (laughs) during the game there's that and he's now he's now 30 this year too Ben by the way so that was 25 years ago and I still remember that moment that's what it's about isn't it you know those little moments 100% mate yeah
3: and I've got my uh, other little boy who's four that's part of the part of the squad as well he gets in and around it and yeah, just loves it.
2: So. Excellent stuff. Now, mate, uh, do you uh, are you a reader? Are you a follower of other coaches looking for philosophies, or is that part of your uh, development as a coach to, to pick the brains out of other coaches as well? Yeah,
3: I, I like to observe, mate. I've um, had the opportunity to go down to Melbourne a few times when I was with East and the Falcons and look at their systems. And then uh, obviously with Rowan, uh, he's provided a lot of opportunities in that that sense. Um yeah, I, I do like to read, research, follow other coaches, for sure.
2: Well, mate, thanks very much for your time uh, on the Host Plus Cup show. I'm sure we'll chat again throughout the year. Good luck this weekend. The next few weeks are going to be really, uh, really tough and really interesting for the North Devils, not only for the Devils, but for the competition itself with those games you are talking about. Uh, and I wish you the best of luck. Cheers, Mark. Thanks for your time. No problems, mate. Thank you for your time. Ben. Ben King there who is uh, one of the co-coaches at the North Devils, uh, doing a, a terrific job there. And it's remarkable how Norse have been able to manage the departure of Rowan Smith, and they've lost a couple of players as well uh, and still be where they are on the table doing such a terrific job. So thank you to Ben for his time. Well, that's about all the time we have for on the Host Plus Cup show. We've got some terrific games this weekend. Starts with round number nine, Friday night, 6 o'clock, the Cutters and the Seagulls are in Mackay. Then Saturday afternoon, 3 o'clock, the Hunters and the Dolphins at uh, Bycross over Gold Coast. The Jets and the Blackhawks at Ipswich at 3 o'clock Saturday. The Pride and the Falcons. You'll hear that here on SEN 530 in Cairns. Uh, Magpie, South Logan up against Tweed 6 o'clock Saturday at Marsden State High also Saturday night 6 o'clock the Capras and the Bears, that's in Emerald and then we round out on Sunday afternoon with the terrific game between the Devils and the Brisbane Tigers at Bashup Park 10 minutes past 2 on Sunday afternoon should be a cracking weekend of footy and of course the final round of the Women's Premiership the BND Premiership as mentioned earlier by Dave Maiden as well so plenty of great rugby league happening over the weekend, not only at the Host Plus Cup level but all the way down through all the grades if you can Get out and see some footy, and hopefully the rain will stay away, although the forecast is not great for Saturday. Um, get out and watch some of the great footy that's being played all around the state. That's all the time we have for you, thanks to Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians, run only to benefit its members. Search Compare Host Plus today. We'll catch you next Wednesday on the Host Plus Cup Show.
1: When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli, so we doubled it. Chicken and Maccas together and loving it. ba da ba Available after ten thirty AM for a limited time only.